ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shabiro. And now I've added myself. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get to all. Sandra Golden. You created, sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won album of the year last night, I think you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Wednesday. Steakhouse is open. Time to eat for the next two hours. As uh, Rusty Manziel in the house. Rusty Rocks. Quinn Snyder. A, uh, a team in Georgia that has a serious chance to win a very... Very high-profile national championship. Lo- loaded. We'll tell you about that. Loaded. Um, and you know when Rusty's here, it's going to be good conversation. We promise you two hours. Uh, two hours of uh, of entertainment. I heard fun. a shout-out about from Rome, Georgia, yesterday in three strikes. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, small we, towns. Great small towns. Hel- Helen and Rome. I thought those, I those, thought those were calls. great ones. Good calls. Good calls yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Rome, Georgia is just one of those. It's like you like to say. It's one of those sneaky. It's sneaky, dude. It's a sneaky, just like largest college campus people, in North America, people right? Think, people think we got one red light and we're still like horse and buggy. Not even close. Atlanta Eats filmed in Rome, I told you, like, um, yeah. I forget when, four or five years ago. And I got to tour all of downtown with a young lady who uh, runs the Georgia Lottery, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, president of the uh, Georgia Lottery. Gretchen. Uh, yeah, Gretchen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And Originally from Cedartown. What, what, what blew me away is every one of those spots is locally owned. Dude, right? when, I, when I was in high school, all local owned. That 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 was a ghost town downtown because we had two malls. Right now, the world's changed. Those two malls are like gone, and everything. What were like the it. malls? Oh man, it was Riverbend Mall and Mount Berry. Riverbend Mall had a movie theater. And I've been here twenty eight years. I've never heard of either one of those. But they're both gone now. No, I know. Yeah, well, yeah. I know. But like, I know the. Yes. I know what's happened to Greenbrier Mall yeah. and those other ones, but I. Yeah. What and happened to this, those? Let me tell you something. Riverbend Mall had yeah. Aladdin's Castle Arcade. They had Orange Bowl. You go get a slice of pizza. They had a movie theater. I probably went to see E.T. No kidding. Yeah. Because it was like a dollar. I probably went to see E.T. 50 times. Oh, my God. I swear to God. You're just going. I, my, my dad would drop me off at the mall, like 10 bucks but, for pizza, arcade, and a movie. But malls weren't going out of business back then. Like now what happened? Now there's Amazon. No, no but shop. I'm saying like what happened back in the day? Malls were doing okay. People don't people don't shop in person anymore. You just you can. I know, click but, it. but they've been closed for thirty years. No, not we're, we're a little behind in Rome. We've been about, yeah, I was 50, say, about fifteen. Now there's a whole other deal of the you know the big, the Sears anchors and these malls. That, you know, yeah, I mean they're JC they're all Penny. in trouble, but yeah. but. Back in the day, which is crazy because strip malls, I have a buddy in the strip mall business, they're doing great. That's what replaced Riverbend Mall. So when you come into Rome, the TJ Maxx, right. the Panera. They're doing fine. That, it's, that's what it strip is. Strip malls are the thing. Yeah. Um, we There's so many who grew up in our era that spent, mom would drop us off 1030 dude. at the mall. Oh, dude. I'll see you at 5 o'clock. Did y'all have like the water fountain in the middle when you go put, toss a penny in? And then and then we'd stalk these poor girls like from another high school. Wait, listen, that's that the only time up. you would see them. <laughs> right. There wasn't any social media. Right. You're like, oh my god, I saw that girl three months we ago. Fi- we find a way to like, oh, we pass them on the escalator. Yeah, hey. And then like an hour later, we're yeah. like, like why are those four dudes in Bloomingdale? Hey, y'all want to play Pac-Man? Yeah. <laughs> so I got some extra tokens. 
Uh, what's been going on with you? A little slower uh, this time Man, of year? Finally, a little time for yourself? I had Under Armour camp. I went to Under Armour camp Sunday at um, at uh, Carrollton High School. It's amazing. People come in there and like, this is a high school in Georgia. It's 120-yard indoor. Had prospects from um, uh, Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama. It's invite only. So it was like the 70 best prospects. Juan Gaston, I was telling Day Day, Juan Gaston, he measured in six foot seven and three quarters, three hundred and forty-one pounds. He's a he's a five-star tackle at Westlake High School. I come up to his mom and I said, "Hey, yo, you guys, uh, you guys still in the basketball playoffs?" She goes, "Yeah." She just shook her head. She goes, "We're at McEachern Wednesday." I said, "Oh my God, y'all got the Lakers at LA <laughs> Wednesday night." That's Ace how loaded Bailey. they are. I say, "Oh, that's Ace Bailey. yeah, yeah." So there. That's tonight. Tonight, I'm thinking about that's going. Tonight, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about going because I want to see you one. Go. I want to see one. Which he's he's a football player. He's a top tackle in the country. One of those guys. But I want to see him against this six. I want to see his Bailey. athleticism. Yeah, have you? I was, and I was going to say, I don't know if you had. It, I've saw him against Campbell in a tournament over the holidays. Yeah. He moves well for a big. Oh, guy. dude, he's AAU. Yeah, dude. He when I walked in Sunday, this is this are this was forty P five offensive linemen. Right. This dude was towering over the whole whole crew. I was like, that guy looks like a. You were at a game last night, right? Yeah, I, was I love our day day. I, I went mean, to he, a game. I went to a, I went to a girls game last night. Yeah. Where'd you go? I went to model in Rome to see him play Theral. Theral, yeah. yeah. I took my little eight year old girl and uh, went to see a girl first round of the state. Yeah, and then I was at Holy Innocence. They took on Cedartown. Okay. And uh, Holy Innocence has uh, Haley Swain, uh, and then they've got a freshman um, last name Worthy, uh, Nakai Worthy. I mean, dropped twenty two points, uh, fifteen in the first half, and honestly, starters were out by fourth quarter. So I'm talking about the boys. Who are boys, going boys tonight. are tonight. Boys, boys are tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah, tonight. yeah. Last night, there yeah. were some boy games tonight, but yeah. a lot of them are tonight. Yeah, last I mean, night, last yeah, night rather. Yeah. yeah. Who is, who's the stud on Holy Innocence? Uh, and, uh, Caleb uh, uh, Wilson. Yeah, Caleb Wilson. Did you see him play last week? You I didn't going? go. I was going to go and see. You had big plans, didn't you? And, well, we had a lot going on. But that's where Bobby, uh, I told my son, you know, we're going to watch this kid for sure because he is, everybody's recruiting that kid too, one of the top players. Anyways, don't want to go too much because some, someone's driving around going, are they really going to do all high school basketball? We could. Remember what happened last time? We could. No doubt. What happened last time? Remember our Twitter feeds blew yeah, up. You phone calls. About, yeah, you start talking about basketball. Remember yeah. well, this Ace Bailey kid. This Ace Bailey different. kid. This Ace Bailey kid in two years will be NBA. He'll be a star. Two years. He's Anthony Edwards level. He's he's number two player in the country. Yeah. He's behind Cooper Flag up in uh, going to Duke. So they're playing tonight. Huh? Play tonight. All right. Let's do nine at night. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. 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 On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Ace is going to Rutgers, right? Yes, Ace Bailey's going to Rutgers. Rutgers has signed the number two, how I did, think number how, three. How did that happen? I, to, to like is there powder, a connection? Is there a connection to... I don't know, but I kind of liken it to when Jalen went to Cal, and everybody just was kind of like, "Head scratcher, yes. head yeah. scratcher, yes. right?" Yes. Rutgers out of the Big Ten. All right, um, Quinn Snyder join us in a little bit. We'll start talking. Uh, Hawks are not back in action until uh, Friday night against the Toronto Raptors, so that's coming up in a little bit. Not a lot going on other than a lot of Justin Fields conversation continuing. Um, if you haven't heard about the unfollow of Justin Fields on the Bears, the follow of the Falcons. I'm telling you that. Listen, Brandy McMichael said it yesterday. Y'all, I'll listen to the crossover, you guys. That is the way of the world now. You unfollow, and that's kind of your statement. Like, hey, 
Bam. This is how I'm feeling about you. It's like a girlfriend, right? It's a Snapchat with the kids. If they take you off their list, yes. they're going to get your attention. Your persona non grata. Yeah. That's a good point. They're yep. trying to get your uh, attention. Georgia Tech hosts Clemson tonight, 7 o'clock. Georgia hosting uh, on the road at Vanderbilt. Nashville. Both both programs struggling mightily. No other way to put it. I know Tech got a win over the weekend. Two different, two different areas there. Georgia can't find a way to close one. It's just, I mean, seven seven losses, and they have led in every one of those, I think, in the second half. Yeah, because one. they don't have the talent. They but I'm have, saying they don't have the guy to finish the Yeah, finish. they don't have, like, other teams just flip the switch. Florida flipped the switch on them so fast last Saturday. It was like a seven, eight-point game at the half. It was tied a minute into the second half, and yep. Florida led the entire second half. Yep. Georgia Tech at the bottom of the ACC, um, and uh, they did get a win over – who they beat on Saturday at home, Day Day? Syracuse, Miami. Sy- they beat Syracuse. They beat Syracuse. Yep. And Syracuse goes out last night and wins a huge game on the road at NC State. I did watch the Creighton UConn game, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I accidentally watched St. Mary's and San Fran. Well, Creighton, Creighton's real big. Big East basketball. St. Mary's is, is good. so legit. FS1, Big East basketball. Butler, Villanova, St. John's. Obviously, Creighton blowing out the number one team in the country. What a basketball atmosphere. Where in Nebraska? Is that Omaha, Nebraska? Where is Creighton? Creighton's in Nebraska. Let me tell you something. I, I, when I think about Syracuse, talk, you think about Syracuse losing to Tech. We're old enough. I'm Ronnie Cycli, Derek Coleman, dude. I was at that game. The national title game, which was Derek Coleman, Sherman Douglas, Sherman Ronnie Cycli, um, three Ooh. absolute studs against Keith Smart. And Steve Alford on Indiana. He's smart. And Keith too. Smart. Was he left-handed, number 23? He wasn't left-handed, but he hit the shot on yes. the baseline to beat Syracuse in New Orleans at the Superdome. I was a freshman or sophomore at Tulane and went to that game. And let me tell you something. Stakey did not have the bougie seats back then. I promise you that. No, sir. I could barely see. I was so high up in the Superdome. You know what you call your seats? It's called same air. You're in the same air those players are playing in. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. But that was a classic college basketball game, if you guys remember. Dude, I, 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 that, I was so like, – there was no transition that from college football to co- – as soon as college football ended back then, your fan, you went right to college yeah. basketball. And, and that was a Syracuse team that was absolutely loaded. Uh, Bobby Knight found a way to beat him. All right, a couple of other quick things worth mentioning. More on the uh, college football playoff we'll get into later. The model is out. It's official about the 12-team playoff. It'll be the four conference champions of the ACC, Big 12, SEC, and Big 10. And then the rest of the conferences, the highest-ranked winner of those conferences, which all of a sudden has folks... At, you know, everywhere from the Sun Belt to the uh, American Conference to everybody else because the Pac-12 don't exist no more. Yeah, it's that's a, it's a wrap. So I, I just look at this schedule, and we're going to be in January, January the 20th next year in Atlanta. Now, think about how long that season is. Think about you have a month of playoffs. I know. Think about when the first night, I think it's a Friday night of the first round, and then Saturdays there's three more games, right? Oh, dude. What night is that? That's mid-December. December 20th and 21st. I'm yeah, ready. you have a full month yeah. of college football playoffs, right? <laughs> well, I bet those coaches are excited about that. Yeah. They're, I mean, hey, throw, hey, sprinkle in that open transfer portal, by the way, during that month. Yeah. Sprinkle that in. There's a reason folks are saying the NBA, the NFL, they look kind of attractive these How about days. the NBA All-Star game? What a joke. Yeah, well, ask Quinn Snyder. What does he think about it? I, I have a feeling he didn't watch it.
had the weekend off. We'll talk to the head coach of the Hawks when we come back. Steak and Rusty, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Games. Let's go on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 921, my name is Steak, that's Rusty Manziel. It's the Steakhouse, number one sports talk radio station in the Southeast. Home of the Hawks, home of United, home of the Falcons, home of all kinds of uh, entertaining uh, fodder, if you will. And uh, I'll also remind you that the 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com just got through the NBA All-Star break, or I guess we're kind of still in it because... Hawks aren't back in action until Friday. He's the head coach of our NBA team. He's Quinn Snyder. He joins us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coach, thanks for being with us. Good morning. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so what what does the all-star break look like for Quinn Snyder? Is it a legitimate break? Because I don't know that there's a season longer than the NBA season when you factor exhibition, playoffs, regular season. Do you get away? Are you able to get family time over the weekend? You know, you, you 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 do both. I mean, I, I think that's what what it comes down to, and you get a chance to, on a relative basis, see your family a little more, and then really, you know, you're as you said, it's a shorter shorter break, and you start thinking about, you know, the second half of the season, so to speak, and you know, you get you get excited, um, so you know, you you try to get 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 a little bit done that can can help you come out of the gate and have so, a good second. So does it, does that mean does that mean you're like like cuz you, you're not there's no guys around. You're not running practice and you're not doing film sessions. So is it you just getting in the bunker, getting in the bunker and just getting kind of obsessive about <laughs> what went right and what went wrong over the last 50 something games? You know, the, the, you don't really need a, a a bunker to feel that. You kind of feel it along the way. Yeah. Um, but there is a moment, you know, when you when you do step back, particularly after, you know, you get to spend a little time with your family, see your kids, you know, do some, some things that sometimes we take for granted. And, you know, sometimes even a short, you know, even a little bit of distance gives you some clarity and, and you start to kind of focus on what you think might be the most important things that, that you can do in the in the second half of the season. Um, you know, to get the kind of results on a lot of levels, right? Kind of how do you define what success is? Um, we know the obvious ones, right? But but how does that, you know, there's more layers to that too. So, yeah, the, the, there isn't, uh, I don't have a bunker in my backyard, um, but there's kind of these uh, these little bunkers that you find uh, imaginary ones, so. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me ask you, uh, Quinn Snyder was the coach of the Hawks. And as as honest as you can be on this, because I think you're you're talking to thousands of Hawks fans right now, mm-hmm. and their level of agitation watching the first half of the season that Trey Young had, and watching you know I'm a I'm a college basketball you know maniac and NBA I love it all of it, and his numbers you know mirror a lot of what he did in college with points and assists. I thought it's the best stretch Trey Young's ever had. To be left off the All-Star game and have to be in there as an alternate. Um, how did you feel? How do you, What do you say to the fans that are listening to say, why is he getting dissed? How much is this about a conspiracy with ex-coaches? Like, how, how do you react to what's happened? Well, I think the first thing that, that you hit on, um, which kind of stands alone, is, is really the season that, that he's had and is having. 
Um, and that, that puts us in a situation where we're, we're having this conversation. So, you know, I always, as his coach, there's always going to be some bias for me, but I, I think, you know, just being a, acknowledging that and then being objective, you know, he, he's clearly someone that belongs in that game. And I think um, everybody's fortunate that it worked out kind of the way it did. Um, I think to have him voted in, even as a replacement shows, um, I think the, the respect that he has within the league. And I truly think, you know, when we saw, I don't know, you guys remember when LeBron kind of came out and said something, when Steph said something, those are are things, those are big deals, you know, and whatever the political landscape is, um, you know, further away from that, I don't know. Um, I know that his peers really respect what he's done. And even if you do look at even the, the voting things with the fans and, the media and the players, he's, he's right there. There's, there's not a huge gap. And, you know, but when you get to, you know, being a coach and having to, to cast those votes, I really wish they'd take it out of the coach's hands. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I'm not suggesting that coaches, there's any bias or anything. It's just a bad position to be in. You can't vote for your own players. And, you know, I'm not but sure it, the coaches should be the ones making all those decisions. Yeah, well, you, you can't say it. I think, I think there's an agenda. You can say this. You played point guard at the highest level of college, and Rusty will ask you about Duke in a second. But I think we, <laughs> but, I, but I think you can explain, like, when, when Trey has a 32-16 night, like, that's not normal. And in Atlanta, I think, in the league, we've been lulled into thinking, like, those are spectacular nights that maybe you can express as a point guard how hard it is to be great at both of those things at the same time in the same game again and again and again. No, it is. I mean, it, 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 you look at those two things, scoring and, and passing, you, you, you kind of see on some level that they're, they cannibalize each other, right? You can shoot it and get the points, but you can pass it and get the assist. And so there's just not that many – those opportunities just aren't never-ending, right? And uh, and that's something I think that Unique. makes what he's doing, you know, even more impressive um, when you consider the context like that. Yeah. So. Quinn Snyder with us, head coach of the Hawks. Coach Rusty Mansell here. Um, I like to dig into um, your time at Duke, and I had a chance to spend some time Sunday with former New York Giants running back Brandon Jacobs. I asked him who the best player he ever went against. He told me it was Jeremiah Trotter. Let me ask you this. At Duke, as a player, not on your team, who was the best player that you ever played? Like, I have got to bring it today or this guy's going to light me up. You know, that that's a, that's a good question because I, I kind of interfaced with a lot of guys that when were a little older than me that I, I wasn't like the primary matchup, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but there were some guys, for instance, Mark Price. You guys know of course. Mark Yep. a great player um i probably guarded him for all of that five minutes but that was <laughs> that was usually johnny dawkins job yeah. um, and the, the acc then too as you guys know so loaded oh uh, just lottery pick after lottery pick len bias and you know brad doherty you go down the list um, we mentioned mark price so yeah i i had you know the guy that that to me, 
um, and this is kind of off the wall for, for most people. There's a guy named Rod Strickland who played at yep. DePaul. Yeah. And he, for me, was always like the hardest guy to cover. We grew up playing against each other. And Great. his, for whatever reason, he, he was – I guarded Kenny Smith, you know, um, not for very long again, but he was a senior when I was a sophomore, I think. And I, I bring that up because Kenny Smith was so fast, just end-to-end. And Rod Strickland just had a Quicker. different type of game. His you know? quickness. Rod, and he had a great NBA career with the Blazers. He did, his, yeah. His quicks. His, like, just shake, right? Like, I would yeah. imagine end-to-end, he was probably as tough as anybody end-to-end to try to stay with. He he was big, too. It's funny, you know, we, we look at, like, everybody with, you know, Trey being a great example. Or I had Mike Conley or guys that have a floater. You know, can you guys think back, who was the first guard – I mean, Kenny Anderson resonates right here in Atlanta with yep. Tech. There, there's certain guys. Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, Mark Jackson. Like a lot of the New York City point guards, you know, you started seeing shots. And, and I just remember Rod Strickland, like, having that float game before we even had a name for it, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like the Euro step. Yeah. Uh, quick, that's, that's the best answer. That's a good list. Thank that's you, a coach. great list. Thank you, Coach. Finishing up with Quinn <laughs> Snyder, head coach of the Hawks. Obviously, Coach, back to the fans, the frustration level of expectations not being met, not making a move at the trade deadline, with about a 25-game gauntlet to go. What do you feel best about we can do over this stretch, and how do we know if it's starting to come together with this three-game stretch coming up? I think it's Toronto, Orlando, uh, coming up right out of the break. Yeah, you know, I I think – when you look at this year, there's a couple things to me that punctuate some of it. Um, I hope we're healthy. You know, I hope Onyeka, um, his toe is better. I think Clint will be back. We've really struggled um, to, to be healthy across the front line, and I, I think that impacts us um, in some significant ways. That said, you know, and I always try to make sure I'm clarifying this because we just you can't use injury – as an excuse, I think you, you, you have to understand injury as a reality. Um, but, hey, let's control the things that we can control, meaning, you know, we have to consistently compete. Like, it's just not we, – we have to have non-negotiables about how we play and, and that level of competitiveness throughout the course of a game. You know, it, it may not be every possession, but we can we can hold ourselves to that standard. And you know, and, and then the other, we have to connect. We have to be a team that plays together. We have to share the ball. We have to move the ball. I think those things go hand in hand. Um, and I think, ironically, when I say connect, we we think about offense. We have to be a connected team defensively in order for us to be to be average. Let's be honest. You know, we have not shown the ability to get stops yeah and that starts with the guy guarding the ball we have to do a better job staying in front of the ball if we can do that we actually put ourselves in position where we can help each other it's it's hard to help somebody playing one-on-one you know in the open court you know you just there there's too much space to cover nba players are too good so if we can get people you know, make it harder to, to get by us at the point of attack and put ourselves in a position um, where we can help each other defensively. And I, I mentioned, you know, us competing, and we know what that feels like when we're playing the right way. I think to, the, to, to, 
to a large degree, we've done that this year, but I think it's a subtle thing that, that our team can, can really grab onto. And, you know, I don't know the numbers. Um, I know, I, I know how I feel as a coach when I see Jalen Johnson and DeAndre Hunter and, and out there together. Um, I know how it feels when I see Sadiq Bay and Onyeka and Jalen out there. And if we can keep some of those big wings healthy, um, that, that really helps us defensively and on the board. That's, that's an important thing for us. And um, I, I'd like to think we've gotten better yep. um, in spite of that. You know, I think we saw some flashes of that prior to the deadline. Um, and then we lost Onyeka again. And I was really disappointed, frankly, with, with the Charlotte game. Um, I felt like we were – we were already on break and no excuse for that. Um, but as I said, I'm, you know, chomping at the bit to get back and see what we can do. You know, if, if that's a top six finish, if it's a play in finish, you know, we, we saw what can happen in the playing series. So there's nothing out of the question. I just want us to play the right way. Um, you know, and I want us, you know, I think we've got some guys individually that are improving. You know, I think DeAndre's, we're trying to be smart about, you know, not extending him too much and, and bringing him back in a, in a real smart way. But I've really been pleased with how he's, how he's played. He shot the ball. You know, he's played good defense. I think we see some guys. Sadiq kind of worked through a tough January. You know, I think Trey and DJ have another level together um, that hopefully we can start to touch as well. Um, so there's a lot of things where I, I feel like there's some – there's some money to be made, so to speak, right? Yeah, and, well, uh, a lot a lot in front of us and uh, mm-hmm. certainly some guys that have made some big steps this year. It all starts Friday night. Then we got Orlando. Then we got Utah. We'll all be watching, and we love talking to you here on the uh, station. So thanks so much for coming on, Coach, and good luck. Appreciate it, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, That's Coach. Quinn Snyder, head coach of the Hawks, telling you flat out they've got to compete. Felt like they were on vacation early, and no doubt, I did too. There, there is no, yeah, there's no that. excuse for that Charlotte game. I love your stuff about who, who, uh, who we had to guard back in the day. That's Dude. when the ACC. You and I talked. Dude, he brought up Lynn Bias. I could. Go, I, I really wanted to ask him, like, did, was yeah, that how special Le, did was he that look? LeBron before? You know yeah. what I mean? How big he was. Great stuff with Quinn Snyder. When we come back, Rusty's got he's he's chomping at the bit for the tailgate. It's go time. There's a team in town. It may not be a one you've thought of, but it's you big time. Know. You better know this one. I can tell you the sport's never been bigger. The ratings never been bigger. And we may, we may have the best team in America literally an hour away from us. We'll tell you who it is. We come back. It's Rusty and Steak, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Y'all know me? Great tune, Dr. Trey. 9.43, 9 o'clock hour, brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. You need to watch the behind-the-scenes on this where Dr. Dre gives this beat to Eminem, and it's... What what what, what show is it? YouTube, you can YouTube it. It used to be behind VH1. Gary, you watched it? Yeah, I've seen it. I've just seen it on, on YouTube, but it's, it was a... Yeah, I've seen clips of it. Yeah. It is. It was like part of the, the time where he was discovering Eminem, yeah. and he just drops this beat. He's like, hey, man, I'm playing something that I've been working on. And he just pulls it out. So Dr. Dre took a lot of heat. They were like, you're, you're going to give these beats to a white guy from Detroit? And he's like, you let me handle this. <laughs> because everybody everybody wanted to work with Dr. Dre. So he kept pushing, pushing, pushing. So he finally gets Eminem out there. 
And the first time they ever worked together, he was like, I knew instantly this guy's a, a megastar. And then a couple guys, I guess, from L.A. didn't like it. You know, they're like, you're giving this guy. Nobody knows this guy. And then once Eminem became who he was because of Dr. Dre, he would save these best, like, these mixes and beats for him. And and they, they put together some magic for a while, for sure. The documentary on HBO, The Defiant Ones, have you seen that, Garrett? I've seen that one. Jimmy Levine yeah, and Dr. That Dre. Great. That was great. Who owned the industry for years. Um, it's a fascinating four-parter, right? Yeah, it was great. Um, it talks about all of that. I mean, 50 Cent bringing Eminem yes, to Cent. Dre. Yes. Yep. It goes back into the backstory of Dre leaving, you know, once he decided he was going to go out on his own and Jimmy scoops him up. And right. Jimmy Levine discovering everybody from Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, so he, Dr. Like Dre, unbelievable yeah. businessman. Yeah. That Beats by Dre? Dude, beyond. He made more yeah. money with Beats by Dre. Dude, Beats by Dre is one of the great stories in the history of products mm. of all time. Hands mm. down. I mean, no it's doubt. like Apple-type stuff. It's not that level, but it's for one product. Yes. To, or, you know, it's, it's Nike-type type stuff. Correct. Type stuff. I mean, fascinating stuff. So uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you to Quinn Snyder, who um, I thought was pretty candid about you know, we there are nights we just don't compete defensively. He's not worried about his offense. Did he and, sound like he was rested? Dude, he sounds dude, like I he's know wild. Of, I obviously know a lot of head coaches, and those guys, that's the way they're wired, dude. Like, I, I thought I would hear something about, like, going to dinner was, with the family. Like, to close down. See like, a movie. Shut it down. No. No. Dude, did, you tell me, Dave. He sounded like he is. He sounded like he definitely had a <laughs> chance to, like like you said, kind of go to the bunker and look at things. But yeah. he sounded like, all right, I got to get this off my chest. Right. With these the, way guys. Those, the way those guys are wired, yeah. they, they're not thinking about the green egg. No. They're not like, hey, I'm going to cook this weekend. You know, maybe, I don't even know, maybe Joe Mazzula of the Celtics, or maybe, uh, who's the Clipper coach? Uh, kid Lou, who played uh, here. Uh, uh, not Lou. Uh, yeah, Tyron, Tyron Lou. Lou. Tyron, Tyron Lou. Lou. I was going to say Lou. Ma- Lou when you're having a great first half, but even those guys, right? Or or uh, even those guys don't allow themselves. I mean, for, for Quinn Snyder, it's like, well, that was a hot mess. Like, that was 50 games where, like, a lot went wrong. There's no take a deep breath for four days. There's, like... I got to examine us yeah. with a fine tooth comb to figure out what just happened, right? Yeah, those guys. I'm just telling you, that's the way those guys are wired. Yeah, that, that guy. If you told that guy, "Hey, dude, uh, Steak and I are going to pick you up th- uh, Wednesday. We're going to do some fishing at Lake Lanier. Yeah, then we're going to go by Margaritaville. Yeah, we're going to have lunch." And he's like, "What the hell, y'all talking about?" <laughs> right. I'm. I'm, I'm not I, losing eight hours. I'm watching Utah Jazz film because we play them Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, we got them Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, good stuff there. Rusty Rocks is coming up after ten o'clock. Are you going to give us a hint at all about where we're headed? For the first time ever, yeah. For the first time in the history of Rusty Rocks, you're going to have you're getting quizzed on every song. I'm going to be quizzed. So there's every a song. Wow, you get a quiz. Do, does Garrett and Day Day can nope. they help me? Nope. It is it is in wow. your realm. Uh-huh. I thought about it last night, and people ask me all the time, "How you come up with this?" And it, it just, it just comes in. It's one, a great one, artist. One just hit me the other day, and I, I was mean, like, you know what? That's a great rusty. Rock. I mean, read the history books: Picasso, Michelangelo. You better you know, go. You better John go. Grisham. You need to go. Yeah, four for five today, or you're gonna lose some street cred. Ugh, I hate that. Pressure. You got to go four for five. All right, pressure. Ah, I know it. That's a Billy Joel song. Here we go. It's time to tailgate. No, it's tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We know the 
proliferation of women's college sports is at an all-time high. All-time. Caitlin Clark, listen, I'm not going to debate Cheryl Miller versus Caitlin Clark in terms of who's a who's the greatest player of all time. You don't have to. Right. Just say Caitlin Clark has done for women's college ba- women's sports like no play. I, listen, I'm a huge college basketball fan. I didn't go watch Cheryl Miller USC basketball. That was not on my radar. I don't want to miss a Caitlin Clark Last game. Last Thursday night, I streamed her game on Peacock. Yeah. And my cheap buddies yes. who don't have it <laughs> kept asking me how many damn three-pointers she had. I had to update right. them. Like, she's got another one. So, she's got so another one. we all know what's going on. But but it's happening in volleyball where Nebraska put whatever it was, 90,000 fans to watch that. Yep. And women's softball, especially if you live in Georgia, you understand – after the Oklahoma run last year, last two years, what women's softball is about? Well, pay attention to what's happening in Athens. So Georgia brought back everybody, including two transfers. Every single starter came back, I believe, but one had two transfer players. Had the ACC Freshman of the Year transfer from Louisville, catcher. Had a pitcher by the name of Lily Backus transfer from North Carolina, lefty. Georgia goes down to Clearwater last weekend. It's like the eight top teams in the country. They play Oklahoma State, number six. They beat them. They play UCLA, a team I believe that went to the Final Four or the Championship last year against Florida State or semifinals. They beat UCLA. Then they played Florida State. Florida State played Oklahoma in the National Championship last year's series. Florida State absolutely spanked Georgia last year in the Super Regional. Two games, spanked them. Yeah. Georgia beat Florida State last weekend 20 Big message. to 10. Big message. They are now ranked number three. It is Oklahoma, Texas, and Georgia. Wow. And How I, many of these kids are local kids? A lot of them are local. Um, you know, obviously we're going to talk about him. Justin Fields' sister, Jaden Fields, had a huge game. She hasn't been in the lineup. She's been a starter for a while. She goes three for three in the first game. A young lady, I'll talk more about her, that I coached, a uh, nine- and ten-year-old, uh, Lindy Ray Davis, hits a three-run jack to tie up the Oklahoma State Did game. Did you know when inning. you coached her at 9 or she 10, was she was special? She was special. Now, her dad was a triple-A, played uh, with Albert Bell and those guys. Okay, but Indians. you knew. She was different. Okay. She was a left-handed hitter. Yeah. And she played catcher. Yeah. And she, she stroked what the ball. What does she play now? She plays – she's a DH. Plays catcher some. Yeah. But she's number three. She's, number, she's the number three – yeah, she's a – Left-handed hitter, she throws right-handed. Oh, okay. But she hits in a three-hole on a loaded so, team. So, let's keep our eye on uh, Georgia women's softball. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we got some special coming up with that later on. All right. Uh, let's talk about the tournament and uh, the decisions that are being made. Today's to a huge set up. day. For college football, yesterday in the playoff, they adopted officially the 5-7-12 teams. So, you go four highest Conference champions ranked get yeah. by. Which which 90% of the time 95% will be. 95% of the time, yes. Yeah. SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and Big 12. Correct. Okay, so those four winners. Yes. Get win. a buy. We'll get a buy. Yeah. Then it will be the next uh, highest rated seven teams. We'll, we'll go with that, right? Yes. So it'll be five through 12. Yeah, number five. Now, I just don't know if they get to be the fifth-ranked team if they're the highest conference champion or they just get in? The question, everybody, is, and we had a good question about Notre Dame. How does that affect them? Notre Dame will never be one of the top four. No. But they don't care because they have a seat at the table. Yep. Their president is on the committee. So they're never going to get the bye. They're never going to get the bye. So, and they're good with that because they they want to stick to their guns. So this, this past season, um, first-round buys would have been Michigan – Texas, Washington, and Alabama. Now, there's no Pac-12 anymore, right? Correct. So, 
Who is it that won? Would have been Georgia would've... hosting Ole Miss again, right, in the first yes. round? Yes. First round. So let's, I'll give you the first round matches. But just give you an idea, if this is next year, Texas goes because there is no Pac-12, right? Yep. So you take the Big Ten winner. Texas goes in with Michigan, uh, Alabama, and uh, who are we missing? The ACC. ACC. And Florida uh, State. Florida State, yep. right? Um, so yeah. Florida State gets in regard. So, so – <laughs> there wouldn't have been this notion of them not getting in the playoff or where they get in because yeah. they won their conference. Well, here's here's what everybody's excited about. At some point, you're going to have Georgia at Penn State. You're going to have uh, you're going to have LSU at Ohio State. Yeah, you're going to have uh, yeah yeah. So, so let me just so, give you what this year would have been. Florida State would have hosted Liberty, right? Now Florida State would have done that without their quarterback, so maybe yeah. Liberty would have been in yeah. there and had a shot. Georgia would have hosted Ole Miss. They just played them a few weeks earlier. Yeah. Ohio State would have hosted Penn State in a rematch of a game that had already happened, and Oregon, who loses the Pac-12, would have hosted number nine Missouri. And don't That's tell me that about. Missouri oh, team, dude. That, right? You're talking about a shootout. Now the four winners then play Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. So it may have set up where Georgia is playing. University of Washington in a bowl game. In a bowl game. Right? Yep. Um, and then so on and so forth. Georgia fans are thinking, best case scenario, they're going to open up with Clemson. They're going to play the SEC Championship in Mercedes-Benz. They're going to play the Peach Bowl, the national semifinals in Atlanta. And then three weeks later, they're going to turn around and play that national championship on it's January It's just 20th. unbelievable. Actually, in another bracket I look at, Georgia were to play the Longhorns, Georgia-Texas, in a bowl game, which is a quarterfinal. Yep. You tell me what the numbers are going to be when you have a matchup like Georgia and Texas or right out of the gate. And back-to-back doubleheaders. Yeah, you get uh, Missouri plays Michigan in a bowl game and, and you know, Florida State, Alabama. It just, it's going to be unbelievable. We're never going to believe we lived without it once we get it. Yes. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to take everything else, including March Madness. It puts more teams in it, man, which is good for oh, college dude, football. Dude, so many more games so and everything So many more else. teams and involved. Good for Vegas. You imagine the weekends when you'll have all these games, the four, the day when you have the three games. Remember, there's going to be two weekends. There'll be a game on a Friday night and then three games the next day. That happens back-to-back weekends. I saw Julian Edmond yesterday on the podcast. He goes, look, there's only one play for the Super Bowl, and it's Vegas. He goes, everybody else is fighting for something. Dude. They, they can't go every eight, nine years in Vegas. they got to make them every three they'll, or four years. They'll rotate years. something after that. After yeah, they're going to have to. Yep. All right, when we come back, Rusty Rocks, you know what he's got going Steak on. Steak is on the no, clock I got today. Pressure. I got pressure. I know that. Um, also, Justin Fields, is he much closer to being a Falcon than anybody realizes? Sports Radio 929, the game. Sports Radio 929. Great movie. The Queen movie. Great movie. Did he win the Oscar for playing Freddie Mercury? Yeah. Strange dude. He was uh He got into the character, I can tell you that. Claim to fame uh initially was that T V show with Christian Slater. What was that T V show called? That uh the actor was in. Somebody'll grab that for us in a second. Right? You got it, Garrett, he's looking it up. I gotta uh, give a shout out. Uh, a parent known as young man is his son, Aaron Nolan, just signed at Ohio State. Actually, he's enrolled at Ohio State, five-star quarterback. His dad, Prentice, 
Nolan listens to our show every week. He listens every week. Yeah, he gives me. We, How did he get a stud kid like that? Hey, he's listened to me. Was I, I, met, them, I met them when they were like seventh grade. Yeah, he was seventh grade, left hander, and uh, he did a good job as a kid. He did it. Listen, his son was a highly, highly, highly recruited young man, and not once, not once, did he ever ask me about his ranking. Ended up a five star, but he never right. said, "Hey, y'all." It was always, "Thank you, All right? Thank you for coming by." This kid was very respectful. Hell of a player. Won a state championship at Langston Hughes. Big time. By the way, the name of the show was Mr. Robot, and Remy Malik is uh, played Freddie Mercury and wins yeah, the, I had to look uh, it the up. Oscar. I know you guys aren't big uh, Oscar movie goer types, or maybe Garrett, you are. I know Rusty's not gonna. No. Rusty's too busy watching. The 1977 Cotton Bowl, and I'm sitting there watching, um, you know, the, this foreign film that got nominated, whatever. But the holdovers with Paul Giamatti, it's the story of 1970s New England prep school. He's a miserable professor at this prep school, and and um, only a few kids get left behind because their parents, their ritzy parents, didn't take them away yeah. for Christmas. Um, and uh, he's nominated. The African-American woman uh, actress who's just won a bunch of awards. She's one of the people. She plays the uh, a cook. She's there. And then the young actor. Holdovers, that's a family movie. That's a great call. You like that movie, Garrett, for uh, folks to watch? I, I tell you what is not a family movie and, and probably yep. put the brakes on me <laughs> watching more movies for the rest of the offseason. Yep. I watched Society of the Snow about the 72 plane crash in the Andes. Yeah. And that's that's it Society for me. Society of the Snow. It was on Netflix. Is that when they eat, they eat oh, each other? Oh, yeah. yeah you're eating aisle three? Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Seat three you, through seven, that barbecued. I'm done. Do you just see I'm eating aisle three? Is that literally what <laughs> yes, you just said? Yes, I'm out. I'm out. I, and listen, I, 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 I can't even imagine the decisions those people made, but... I'm okay, back. So to, listen, regardless, I'm back to you, watching tape. I'm back, did, I'm back to watching Georgia, Tennessee, and and, and Miss Alignment. Why did you pick that movie? Like, who told you? I like true stories. What was it on Netflix? Netflix. Yep. It's called Society of the Snow. Yeah. So the, the it crashes. Those guys, the how, crash. long, how long it were they there? It was a rugby team. Yeah. And uh, how long were they out there for? Sixty-three days uh, yeah. in the middle in the middle and, of. And how many got? How many survived? And how many were eaten? Out of that group. No, I'm being serious. Se- 17 was some protein. I made like it. To eat, 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 eat. This That's is going nowhere. Man. Horrible time. This is going nowhere. This is going nowhere, man. So, so, so you just are you shell shocked at the I, end of that? Listen, it is. It is. I try to put myself in that situation and what those people had to do to, to survive. survive. And now that there was 17 people left, you know exactly what happened because they told the story. And uh, so, it's just, so, do you know that if you die, that you're going to be lunch? I would have told. Day? I would told everybody. Hey, well, one once they started to do it, some people wouldn't do it. Yeah. And once they got to a point, and a couple of people got sick, there was one guy that basically <laughs> came to him and said, "Hey, honey, bag him me." His affliction is food. So. I would say me and you, if we were in that crash, they'd be looking at us <laughs> let me, like. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of good. There's let me a lot tell you of something. Eating. You know, you're getting those cartoons, you're on the island, there's we, two people, and look at that like a hot dog. <laughs> they'd be keeping us alive. There's a thought bubble. Man, this is way off time. Right. I should have never uh, brought quick, this up. I want to be uh, Rusty Ross. Real quick, the Justin Fields, all you have to know is the folks that matter are, are Las Vegas. They, they you know, yep. there's a reason that they don't get fooled on anything. Right now in Vegas, Justin Fields taking a snap on opening day NFL season. The Falcons are the favorite.
by a lot. Yes. Right? Yep. Minus like 120. It's like even money. The next highest is the Bears or like minus 400. They moved. The Falcons moved from 275 to 150 on Monday morning. That's barely. That's like even money almost. And what are the uh, Bears are number two, I believe, um, in that mix. Um, But but listen, you, you need in any business deal. In any trade, two willing participants. The Chicago Bears are not going to pass on Caleb Williams. The Atlanta Falcons are desperate for a quarterback, possibly one that grew up here. But, again, I go back to this, Rusty. Mm -hmm. Zach Robinson and Raheem Morris have watched every single snap of Justin Fields' career. Yep. We have no idea if that's the kind of quarterback they that they like. Personnel around, yeah, personnel around them. I thought you and Sander last week hit it on the head. I'm tired of listening and talking about somebody passed you up three years ago. Who gives a uh, damn? What does that mean? Who I mean, cares? Like, you didn't yeah. know. You didn't know. You didn't have three years of tape. Yeah, that's like saying a kid who's now a, a, a junior in high school dominating. That's like saying Didn't that, look good in ninth in eighth grade, so how now Now how can you go back it, it's to the like, kid? It's like everybody in the fourth round of the Brady draft was like, ah, I wouldn't draft him. We passed on him th- two years ago. Yeah. I wouldn't draft Brady again. Have you watched the Dynasty yet? No, I can't wait, though. Dude, I can't wait. The storytelling? I mean, have you seen it, Garrett? Day-Day? I mean, come on, guys. What's... It just came out Friday, State. Dude, I know you dude, were tailgating listen. for it. That's why you didn't do anything this weekend, because the damn <laughs> Dynasty came out. You had your you had your Steve Grogan jersey and neck brace on, and you watched it all day. You're weekend. funny, dude. You're funny. All right. All right, so listen, before we get into this, this is, this is the topic this week, and I'll tell you what happened. Riding down the road one day last week, and I hear this song come on. I was like, damn, that's one of those songs you know instantly. Like, the minute it comes on, you know what that song is. So the topic today is songs you know instantly. And I'm going to make I'm going to let them play this for you. And you got to know. And you should know every one of these. Don't do that. Now, listen, number five, I'm going to tell you before we start, before we start, number five was the song that Sylvester Stallone went to this group and said, I want to use this in Rocky Three, And they wouldn't let him. So he goes back with other people. And says, will y'all please let me do this song? They go, no. They refuse. So then he went to Survivor, and they wrote the song, I, the Tiger. But number five was a song that Rocky Balboa tried to get. You tell me what it is. I'll, I'll let you hear it. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Uh, another one by Dust? Correct. Yes. Queen. Rocky went for that one. Number four, easy. You should know this one. You should know all of them. Garrett, stop Garrett, saying. Garrett, 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 Bon Jovi. What's the name of the song? I got Bon Jovi. <laughs> you give love a bad name. Oh, let me hear. Let's get that. We gotta have the start of the songs. I, sh- I should have got with them a little earlier. All right, number three. Yeah, I thought, number three. Hold on. Yeah, I thought we're supposed to hear the it's first few to be notes the first, and, I, and that's that's my part because I sent Bo all the notes last night. I didn't know that Bo was in relief of the other. Okay, bro. All right, number three. Making his debut on Rusty Rocks. Couldn't believe it, but he is. Took it to the hotel. She said, you're the king. This is going to test you. 1989. Funky Comedina. No, Tone Loat, Wild Thing. Oh, Wild Thing, sorry. <laughs> the right artist, though. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed there. Okay. That was the one I, I was a little shaky on. The next two, next two is going to be, next two should be easy for you. That's what Friends. Is. Yeah. What is, though? We got that. We got the eight-track version. When doves cry, correct. Like that eight-track version we got playing right there. So these are iconic first notes. Soon except we're not playing we first got, we notes. Got, I, that's my fault. That's All right, okay. number 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 one's easy. This is the song that gave me the idea right here. 
Yeah. So it's the the initial guitar riff. As soon as you hear it, you know what the song is. But what is this? Uh, took me all night long. Got you. So Angus Young's. It, uh, I don't want. Well, he's the lead singer, but it's the guitar riff right at the start. Dude, any oh, song. Shook any me all night long. Any note. Any of the ACDC. Oh, yeah. I just watched. Back a, in black. I just watched an ACDC video of them doing Thunderstruck in yep. the 80s somewhere. Uh, I don't know if it was Wembley. Have you seen this video? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that they're still touring or still out there. But it, you talk about when me and you were growing up, what ACDC meant. For a Saturday night out, right? How many teams? Think about that. Lost their lead look- singer, and they were about to cave. Yep. And they go to Brian Johnson, and his first album is Back in Black. So, think about every high school team of the '80s and '90s. Like we had our our boys lacrosse team. It's got to be in the air tonight, right. Phil Collins, and and well, well, dude, yeah. you're, you're playing ACDC in the back of that bus. Oh gosh, you're yeah. playing it on the weekend after you win, right? Oh yeah. You're, you're I mean, uh, it's just. And every one of them, I don't care if it's Dirty Deeds or Back in Black that is or straight Thunderstruck air, air guitar. or um, Shook Me All Night Long. Hell's, like as soon Hell's as you bells, hear. Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells. Oh, dude, when you hear that bell, oh, that yeah. should have been your uh, on your list. I thought Just of that. Just hearing that but bell. But Shook Me All Night Long is the one that gave me the idea, so I've been yeah. on there. So um, a little bit of a snafu, but we just like to hear songs that, you know, immediately recognizable. Um, and that's in that that's in that group as well. We talked about Eminem earlier. Talk about the first few notes of any Eminem song, right? Oh, yeah. Like when he when he burst on the scene. It's a little like Howard Stern. You've seen Private Parts, obviously, right? You've seen Private oh, Parts? Oh, yeah. Like Eminem doing his. Yeah, you hear that bell? Yeah. Like me and all my. Yeah! <laughs> like, like you still got it. you know what's coming, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, what's Eminem's movie? Uh, seven mile, eight mile, eight mile, eight mile. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was. His but there brother. is a seven mile. There is like, a seven mile. But so, yeah. like nobody thought this guy could be a dual threat. Like, play essentially himself, right? Yeah, actor, singer, and the movie was going to be good. Howard Stern in private parts. Howard Stern playing himself. Yeah, most people tell you that is almost a perfect film. The story of Howard Stern and his romance with his wife. And his whole crew playing themselves. Eminem, the same thing. And neither one of them has done anything, really, in terms of acting since. Has Eminem done much of anything as an actor? I don't think so. But you talk about the respect in that industry, though, right? Dr. Dre. Well, obviously, with 50 Cent bringing it to him. But the decision, I, I've seen some stuff Dr. Dre. It's like, look, these guys did not want me working with him. And I was like, I don't give a damn. For a white boy to have that street cred? Yeah. Then still has it? Yep. For him to have that level of street cred, dude, you can't fake that, dude. The decisions. No, no Dr. record company is going to force that on an audience with some white guy from Detroit. The decisions that Ice Cube and Dr. Dre made in, in, in the late '80s and early '90s, the the, the, the decisions with their NWA. I just and all watched. That. I just watched a documentary of my wife on Motown, and the amount of hits that were coming through that um, that agency. One after another, and trying oh, yeah. to hold it together. Oh yeah, Smokey Robinson and Stevie Wonder, and you know everybody trying to figure out who's going to get promoted more, um, and trying to hold the whole Motown thing together, and the way they built it up. And Barry Gordy uh, is in there for the entire documentary, explaining one act after another act after another act after another. Did, act. You, did you did you watch We Are the World yet? Oh yeah, did you Great see stuff. Stevie Wonder talking Bob Dylan and the singing? He's like, this is how you do, this is how you do that part. Steve- Steve, it's funny you said that because 
I was listening to Howard, who was talking to Billy Joel. And Billy Joel goes, yeah, you know, he goes, I didn't see the documentary. Howard's like, you didn't see it? It was yeah. no. He goes, but the craziest thing happened. At some point, Stevie Wonder started singing like Bob Dylan to show Bob Dylan yeah. how to sing. B- Bob Dylan looked. So imagine Stevie Wonder. Imagine you're sitting there watching Stevie Wonder change it. Eh, you got to sing it like this. Yeah, and, and, and to this day, there's never been a collection of artists. Nothing like it. And, and Dan Aykroyd. In one room. <laughs> Did you see how uncomfortable Bob Dylan was? He was just Dude, shy. Billy Joel said he was just he didn't he didn't think he was capable of singing the way they wanted. The greatest him. decision that, that that Quincy made was not allowing any quote unquote support staff in there. How about it the was sign just, when you walk in? Leave your ego, ego at, at the, the door. door. Loved it. They're there all night. All night. And dude. then uh, was it Al Jarreau who was so drunk? They said, you got to slow down. Was it, uh, Waylon, Waylon Jennings said, I'm out. Waylon Jennings walked <laughs> out. He did, Waylon he did Jennings face, dude, I'm gone. left. It was taking too long. <laughs> Have you, either one of you guys seen this? I guys, started watching it. Got I got to go. Watch. It's, it's yeah. Awesome. And that awesome. Motown one, you're spot on on that one, too. So good. How about Michael Jackson's voice in that We Are The oh, World? Dude. How good was his voice? He just walked up and just, just banged it out, oh, right? God. Then the whole thing with Springsteen and Cindy Lauper and, and Huey Lewis is like, what am I doing in this room? Yeah. Like, how nervous he Huey, was. Only, Huey Lewis got a solo because Prince wouldn't show up. Right. He was all, felt awkward. Talk about this all day. When Great. we come back, I got to tell you something. I wasn't sold on J.J. Riddick at times. He put his ex-coach on blast. You have got to hear what it's like when a guy gets a job in TV and says, I am not afraid. I am not afraid. J.J. Reddick, we come back. Sports Radio 929 a game. I'm going to recommend this. The Steakhouse. Yes! Awesome! On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Ten twenty-seven Sports Radio ninety-two-nine. The game. You know that immediately. You know that for several reasons. Because great freaking song, and then Chipper Jones. The guitar riff right off the bat. You know that song immediately. Chipper's song. Yep. Uh, we miss Chipper, man. Although we got a lot of Braves to talk about over the next uh, six months. Going to be absolutely riveting I'm to ready. watch this baseball. This team. weather's got me ready. I know. Hey, uh, ten o'clock hours brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit mancavestore.com. You know, I covered so many Braves spring trainings live uh, when I was at the other station, and we'd spend the week. And, um, you know, I used to mock a lot of, like, same thing with – mock, I mean, like, when you've been doing this as long as I have, you realize, you, you know, there's nothing we're watching that is really affecting what's what's about – like the Falcons, like – like we get, we had all these storylines. Me and you sitting there, yep. and Arthur Smith sat with us, and we're 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 like, oh, you know, we know how this season is going to go. We're going to have one of the most prolific offenses in football. Desmond Ritter is going to be able to use all these pieces around him. Um, we signed like seven guys on defense: Bud Dupree and Calais Campbell, and we, we, David Emignata. We, we trusted Arthur Smith. We trusted him because we thought, you know what, they're not making a move. They, they know what we, we hope about this guy. Yeah, everything we said w- was probably going to happen. None of it happened. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a ter- horrendous offense. Desmond Ritter uh, 
was a calamity numerous times, right? Um, Arthur Smith's communication skills deteriorated, and next thing you know, it's a completely new coaching staff. Now, the only thing I would say about the Braves is is you read so much into, right, like the shortstop controversy that was going to be last season, and I was like, no, actually, it's neither of the young guys. It's just Orlando Arcia. He's getting the job, right? It's over. And then, like, trying to dive into the – listen, it's – you, you do spring training to get guys ready. You sell and make money um, at these spring training venues. How much? How long do they really need down there? I don't know, man. But but like this season's going to take on a personality of its own. Nobody thought last year that we were about to break a record for the most home runs all time. No, right? No, nope. I mean, we thought we'd be prolific. I didn't think we think Sean Murphy would have the first half of the season that he had, and Matt Olson would hit. I mean, he hit fifty. 54, like insane numbers, right? Like, what do we say? You get into a series, you're going to have so many problems trying to shut down this lineup. And then it was like, well, no, not so much. Like, you didn't have a hard time shutting down the lineup. And we actually, if if you don't double up Bryce, uh, if if uh, Bryce Harper doesn't get doubled up and we don't have that massive rally, Darno hits the home run, we're out 3-0. Right? Oh, yeah. And you never see that. Like, the got beauty of. punked. We got punked. Did you see what Still Sandra. Pissed. Did you see what Sandra uh, pointed out to me yesterday on the air? Mm-mm. That if you're. I think it's the new Phillies. They've redone their clubhouse and everything in Philadelphia. Enormous photos. You know, as you walk down um, to Philly Row or whatever it is, yeah. like all these locker rooms have iconic images. Massive photo. Bryce Harper. Staring down Orlando Arcia. Oh, yeah. Just Should a be. massive photo. Should be. Should of be. him rounding second base, yeah. staring and at Arcia. Our, our catcher hugging him when he came in, like group hug. <laughs> hey, man, that was their World Series. I don't care, man. I am I, I, I am so pissed. And what I'm are so we going to do? I, I want to What see. are we doing week, first week? I'm not worried about June. I want to do it to him in October. All right. Because so, we've been handling business against him in the summer. So doing something in this first series doesn't mean anything? Oh, you said Spencer the tone. Strider. You said the tone. Yeah, I, listen, I, I like what I see out of the Braves. What's the downside of Spencer Strider pl- uh, plucking uh, not a damn Bryce thing. Harper? Not a damn thing. Right. Not one damn thing. Yeah, you what are you going to do about it? It shows our I totally it, shows, agree. it shows our dugout and it shows. If everybody. you know anything about baseball, very often, including exhibition season, yeah, people get right with what happened the year before. Like, sometimes they wait for the regular season, yeah. but I've been around baseball long enough to know, sometimes if you get the right at bat against the right guy, yeah. there are two starters, and it's spring training, you see that stuff go down sometimes in spring training. Yeah. Now, the more we talk about it, I think there will be a moment where you hit Bryce Harper and go like, you think we forget? Yeah. And and we're a different team this year. I like I'd like to think so. You know, it's maybe a Chris day. Sale would be the guy to buzz him, but I don't think Chris Sale's going to pitch in that first series, right? So he's not going to he's not going to be in it's there. It's not his fight yet, right? Well, it, I'm just saying it, it's the guys that were sitting in that dugout over there, or maybe Arcia hits a home run, and when he comes around first, he gives him a look. Yeah, you know. Well, we pats him on the head, or whatever. or we, we hug him. What's everyone talking about? Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered as we belly up on the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's almost like they forced this guy to get out of retirement. He's living in L.A. He's doing games on TNT. He's golfing with Larry David and Bill Simmons. Yes, that's what Doc Rivers did at the Riviera Country Club. And then the Bucks basically, Bucks called him. He told the owner, you're making a mistake. You don't fire a guy after half a year, Adrian Griffin. 
And then he's like, I'm not your guy. And he's like, no, we want you. So Doc Rivers takes the job. It has not gone well. They're three and seven. He's kind of been whining and lamenting like these guys. What did he say about them? Oh, these guys were already in Cabo. He said about the game they lost. Well, J.J. Riddick played for him in Philly, played for him in L.A., and got on Stephen A. Smith yesterday. You haven't heard this yet, right? I have not. This is a guy you think is like Doc's his guy. Doc takes care of him. I've seen the trend now. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm-hmm. But it's always an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's just no <laughs> – there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never accountability. Wow. Wow. I mean, damn. He's – he just puts maybe it maybe we should get him after Bryce Harper in on blast. Here's his son Austin Rivers, who played with JJ Redick and for his dad. He responds on NBA uh, podcast. But in terms of accountability, like what, what are we doing here? Your best years in the NBA were when you played for him in the Clippers. Let's not forget that. I don't know if there's like frustration there or there's tension there between you. I know a lot of times we had to sit you towards the end of the game ah. due to defensive reasons, Ooh. but you had your best years as a starter there, especially Ooh. our whole system was drafted around you because you're a shooter. You're not a guy who could put the ball on the floor. Ooh. You were a strictly shoot guy. You're not like Clay Thompson or Steph who could put the ball on the floor. You were a guy who could catch and shoot, and you did it at a high level. Hell of a career, by the way. Big fan. But your best years were under him. It's just very ironic and kind of weird that you have this Great energy towards him. in terms stuff of him never, ever uh, back and forth. J.J. Riddick is the guy. Now he's on the number one team with Doris Burke and Mike Green. You think he feels pressure to, to kind of keep it stirred up? Yes. Yeah. But I think that's his personality. I thought Austin dude. Rivers, that's a great comeback. Yes. Like, you listen, you're a good player. Let me just say, that's a Duke guy, dude. Duke guys are arrogant as F. I mean, and I'm a Duke fan. But, dude, there's a way they carry themselves where they just don't care. They think there's Duke and everybody else in basketball. A little Leitner. Cherokee Park. I got a lot of guys I can mention from Duke. Oh. Smartest guys in the room, right? Not just basketball players. Sorry, I said it. Hey, by the way, is this uh, Beyonce? Sandra played for us the day it dropped at Super Bowl. Yeah. First time ever. She's number one country, number one R&B, right? Same chart. Different chart, same song. Unbelievable. Beyonce rules the world, literally, right? She's like, Taylor, hold my beer just for a second. What do you think of this song? I love it. So I love a crossover, man. I love it. Show your versatility. I love it. Show your versatility. And, you know, she uh, obviously is one of the top performers ever. Yeah, this is great stuff. So kudos. Get used to this song because uh, number one right now. On both those charts, that's, that's never that's, happened. That's one of those households that Jay Z and Beyonce, for a hundred thousand in cash, neither one of them could pay their cable bill. They wouldn't know how to log in. They're not going to Fuddruckers midday on a Wednesday, are they? They're not going. With you. No, we're not going. They're not, not going. Gonna, you're not going to see more in a pub sub. No, not pub. No, sub. they're not going. Uh-huh. You know, uh, what does Us Weekly say? Celebrities are just like us. Not so much. A few more commas. Yeah. And that's no. They're not living the same life. Hey, we'll come back, play some three strikes. And uh, I don't know. I watched a college basketball game last night. It was kind of compelling. Why can't we have those games here? 
Sports Radio 929 the game. The Caitlin Clark factor, the South Carolina women's factor, the uh what is it, Angel Reese LSU factor. Did you see Angel Reese tweet at her? I thought that was very classy. Very classy. You know, Caitlin Clark showed no uh contentiousness or ire when Angel Reese was, you know, kind of dogging her out. Um, no, she had no comment. And listen, I get those things. She said I had no problem with it. it. It's competition. You know, I didn't like it. I thought she went out of her way to to kind of behave in that manner. And, and no reason you'd already won the game. You already won the most important game. But they're, whatever. They're, they're young people. They're in the spotlight. They're in the first time of the world spotlight. Yeah, no, that that match of LSU and Caitlin Clark. But Angel Reese tweeting at her. It was great. I loved it. That and tells you those two are aligned that we know we're helping women's basketball. No doubt. Great, great response by Angel Reese. Yeah, she, she is must-see TV, Caitlin Clark. I mean, that's what she is. That women's tournament? Every, the Big Ten. especially no, no. When they get to the Overall, NCAA tournament, right. every game between LSU, every game South Carolina plays, every game that Iowa plays, every game will be primetime. If any of them is close to getting beat, think about that day, day. Like you know, how on Twitter, it's like South Carolina's in trouble. LSU's getting beat. You get that little text, Iowa halftime text, yeah. Alert. Or you just and like those are going to be massive numbers. If they buy, if they actually get Iowa, South Carolina, and it looks like Cheryl Swoops is it Cheryl Swoops. Who had the comments about Caitlin? Oh no, who's the uh, coach? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, for oh, uh, for South Carolina is Don Staley. Yeah, Don Staley. She went out and got some shooters. I know. She she, she was done. That with team that is like la- that team is loaded. They Even like out. the bench. How were they losing by ten to Georgia? Well, what happened? Oh, they got a great yeah, they what did. happened was uh, Cardoza. They're big. She they took her out because she was co- literally coming back from playing for her home country. Right. And so they had to take her out because she was obviously a little okay. lagged, and Georgia took advantage of that. But guess what? As soon as she got back in the game, that was it. It was over. Does Iowa have any shot against them? I guess they I do with Caitlin Clark. I don't. I don't. I don't. This I looks don't, like I don't a, see anybody beat This South looks Carolina. like a game set. Now match. it's not. It's not a. It's not a wrap. But they are the heavy favorites. Yeah, heavy favorites. Heavy favorites. All right. Here's our three strikes question: the baseball player you have or have hate for, the baseball player that you, you you have had hate for. May he rest I'm tired. In peace. I'm tired of Kirby Puckett when they did what they did to the Braves. Brand that you trust. We were talking about Phil Knight a little bit earlier, I think. Um, I guess Kirby and a bunch of the coaches are on one of those. Uh, they go on those trips every year, right? Yep. I was telling you about the book, Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. Yeah. Phil that is, uh, people say, and, and I'm so. I got to read that. I'm man. so bad, dude. I brought that on vacation. My wife taunts me. She's like, how many books do you bring on vacation? Oh, four of them? And then I carry them around like. Multiple vacate. Oh, you've got the same four. Uh, Mike Bell gave me a book on Mel Brooks, uh, who's like one of my heroes, right? His uh, litany of great films. And like, I still haven't read it. And then I got this Nike book. And then I got another uh, book called Good to Great, a business book I'm supposed to read. I got to read this book. But anyway, a brand that you trust. Delta. A brand that you, that's a great one. I would say Netflix, even though it's a little bit. When I hear that Netflix sound, I'm usually excited. I say, I'm going to find something Less here. Less it buffers. Sometimes. What's that? Less it buffers on you sometimes. Yeah. Um, is Caitlin Clark must-see TV? Maybe not. I guess it is. Is it for you? 100%, 100%. Okay. I don't think everybody feels the way we do, but we'll see. I don't. I mean, why would you not? Because, you because know, maybe you're like, I'm not going to watch women's basketball. I don't like hoops that much. 
I'm not going to go out of my way. Remember what I'm saying okay. is Caitlin Clark must see TV. The baseball player you hate, you have hate for, and a brand that you trust. I wouldn't say I hate Kirby Puckett. He just I, I hated playing against him. Albert man. Bell was one of the worst human beings. Um, he had the famous thing with Hannah Storm. We complete jerk before the playoffs. Uh, I hated the Indians. Big rival when I was growing up with the Red Sox. Mm. When when we were buried. I hated to go against Kirby Puckett. I'd love seeing the Cubs beat him. Was the was it Jason Hayward that beat him in the Cubs in the Indians? Yeah. Who was the pitcher for Phillies? Mitch, uh, the lefty. Mitch, uh, the Mitch Williams. I didn't like him. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. If you know what's good for you, you'll play three strikes. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Rusty, I shouldn't have to go down 14 slots when I'm looking at Georgia Tech basketball. I'm just saying. I'm just looking at my computer. They, they're 14th out of 50. You tell me we got some recruits coming in? Georgia does. Georgia Tech's got a few, but Georgia's got a better class on paper. All right. You start talking about we, we can have a whole conversation on the SEC because Alabama, Kentucky, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, no, for next year, they're all in the top 12 in recruiting. And by the way, they're going to get nine teams in the tournament. Nine. Nine. Big 12 is getting nine also. Frank and Fayetteville, the basketball player you have hate for. Baseball, baseball. player. Sorry. He was breaking up Stacy. Say again. The baseball player you have hate for. Oh, it's definitely Aaron Judge. Gotcha. Brand that you trust. Dodge. Is Caitlin Clark must-see TV? Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Michael, the baseball player you have hate for. It's got to be Bryce Harper's take. Brand that you trust. Chick-fil-A all the way. That's a really good good one, one. dude. Absolutely. Is Caitlin Clark must-see TV? For me, not yet. I understand she's coming along, but not not yet. What for are you me. waiting? I'll be for? there soon. What? What? Well, you better. <laughs> I'm out of time. <laughs> she's gonna be playing for Indianapolis and in WNBA in a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> hey, uh, Ma- I like it though. Mason and Barnes. Gotta earn his views. The baseball player you have hate for, Mason. Definitely Bryce Harper. The brand that you trust. The brand I work for, Valen Concrete Coatings. Is Caitlin Clark must see TV? Not yet. I, I I would I'd watch it in person. I wouldn't watch it on TV. Bill in West Atlanta. Hey, Bill, who's the baseball player you have hate for? Bill, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Got you, Bill. Yes, I can hear you. That's you're on the radio. The baseball player you have hate for. Uh, what, what's the guy who who just hangs there like a scarecrow when you oh, when you have to close the guy? I, I, can't, Craig I Kimbrell. can't stand that guy. Craig Kimbrell. Oh, man. Yeah, I cannot stand that guy. He's just saying like he's trying to read your mind. The brand that you trust. Oh, Nike. 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 Is what's Kate, the, uh, yes, Nike. I've heard of it, sir. Yes. Is Caitlin Clark must-see TV? Of course she is. Of course, man. you, you got to respect all the ballers. All right. Thank all right. you, sir. That's that's a good job. On three, Pete Nakos is reporting Angel Reese Bayou Barbie trademark has been denied for a second time. Okay. Why is that? I don't know. That's This is a tune right here. We've had a hell of a show today, right? Mm-hmm. 
I have watched like the documentary on Leonard Skinner and the music those guys wrote in a tin shed in Jacksonville, and he would not let me. He would sweat, keep the windows up. Your ass is going to write this song. <laughs> hey, we'll talk to Randy. Bad decision on that one, Randy and Andy on uh, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.